0: You for joining us for an episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. Like me, I'm Michelle Kane. My company is Voice Matters. And I'm here as always with the wonderful Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. How are you?
1: I am doing great, Michelle. How are you? I'm well.
0: I'm well, thanks. And I'm kind of excited about our topic today. Oh, what the heck? I love all our topics. But we're just going to focus on media madness. You know, it's been really kind of a bummer lately. All of these outlets shuttering—Buzzfeed, Vice, Vox. No, Vox is still
1: still there, but they do great work, by the way. They do,
0: oh. they do. I think it was Vulture, and and it's—I mean, not only is it sad when good outlets are you know just closing down um, due to finances, but it kind of makes our job as PR pros more of a challenge especially if you are working in sectors that would pitch often to those outlets or just rely on them, you know, professionals and as news consumers for covering areas of our world that really need that kind of coverage. So we just want to chat today about, you know, Hey, how's, how's it going with your pitching and, you know, how, how can we best adapt to this um, in service of our clients? So fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And we don't want to trot out the same, like, don't only push the lever of earned media. It's really, it's really about, you know, the landscape is pretty ugly right now. And in some sectors, I know for
0: it's slow,
1: it's not going to get coverage, but things take a lot longer than they used to. And part of that is the changes that have happened in the media landscape people not having always one assigned beat they're covering multiple beats or publications using a lot of freelancers and so they don't have people on staff and then people just being bombarded probably a little burned out and a little scared also because they have any attacks against their income sources you know Freelancers have had to deal with the California fallout and that cut their income because they could yeah. only work so many stories before they were considered to be employees. I mean, there's just been a lot in yeah. media over the past several years. Yeah. Now there's the AI thing. And I will say that it's not just about outlets and journalists. What I'm seeing, and I'm sure that you all are seeing this too, is that there are fewer and fewer quality stories.
0: So, mm-hmm. really, yes.
1: to just general topics. I'm not talking about covering politics or the economy. Those reporters have a beat, and the publications that do that work still do it very well. And you get high quality stories. The long form reads are still great stories. You know, The Atlantic, they always do a nice job with their long form stories. I'm talking about those day to day news stories. I'm finding that the quality is so shallow and it's just like, okay, why did you even bother to write this? It's almost yeah. like they're just filling,
0: you know, filling unsold ad space. Oh, yeah. I say it? <laughs>
1: it, it's not great.
0: And, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so when it comes to clients in terms of finding quality places to tell those stories, you know, it may have shifted. I think, you know, one thing is that we have to remember that even if your expertise is not in internal communications, that there is a place for the PR pro to ensure that those stories are not only being, being told externally. Think about the stories that you can help your clients to tell internally, which is right. vitally important in these times as companies are dealing with reductions in force, they're dealing with talent recruitment, they're dealing with policies that may be shifting, they may have some employee discontent, the great resignation, all of the things that are happening at work. Internal stories are part of how we can truly help to impact our clients' businesses yeah. and them being able to leverage that and to strengthen their employer brand is is as important as driving revenue to the bottom line with those external stories.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, I know many companies, especially larger corporations, are very good at their internal comms and they know how to fold it, you know, to weave it throughout. And and they realize the importance of their internal audience and how they can both strengthen the external view of the company, but also to create that community within. I think that's incredibly important. And, you know, of course, then sometimes those communications can be used on on both sides. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot, right? You know, does, does your website have a newsroom? Do you tell your stories in other ways? And, you know, there are all kinds of creative ways to tell a story about maybe an employee that also talks about how you operate, all these things that can affect those deciding to do business with you or to raise your profile.
1: I think one of the the things that, that I'm actually enjoying a lot more of lately also is realizing that companies that have strong internal comms teams, because in big companies, you know, they slice and dice those roles very specifically. They are approaching it with a complete insider's view. We bring that external view, again, you know, yeah. one of the values of solos. And so Sometimes we bring things that are creative in different ways that they may not have thought of because they're seeing it from within the company viewpoint and they're seeing it from that lens and we see it from a broader lens. And so working with internal teams gets them excited and energized about things too. So in our work, we've been working across more departments and bringing them into some of our external things and then supporting their internal things as well. And it's really brought out a different element and it's great to see the executives excited about having their team supported, but it's also great to see how excited people get to work with someone new and to do things a little bit differently because they're getting this different perspective. And of course it's fun for us because we get to work with more people in a company And we get to go deeper in our value proposition. So, you know, don't forget that that's another way to tell the stories is to to enroll more people to collaborate with you from the internal teams and think outside of the box. It doesn't always have to be PR and marketing. It can be the customer success team. It can be, you know... Specific to a persona, for example, if one of the personas um, targets, you know, IT people work with IT. Someone from IT to develop and tell stories and think of different ways you can do it. Think about owned media, podcasts. You know, branded yep. podcasts for companies that you can help them to staff guests. You can even, and I, I did not realize how easy this was. I so I will raise my hand and say I learned something through a friend who created her own streaming show that's on Roku. So I subscribed, I subscribed for her channel. I did not know it was so easy to just do your own production. So that's so cool. Streaming show I for your client, you know, you have a client that loves video and, and maybe he's doing yeah. YouTube and they want to do more and they want to take that to a different level, look into streaming.
0: That's phenomenal. And I love what you said about, you know, working across departments because it's the best of all worlds right because it's true we come in and there are things we don't know so you know it's we can pick up on story ideas of of, you know topics that come up that they might just blow off or think oh well no one cares about that but wait certain audiences do and then working across all these different departments they're the ones that know the, you know they know the depth of what they do and they will bring to light wonderful topics and things that that can be expanded on and and brought to light
1: absolutely absolutely it does it you know again working across departments gives you richer content to work with externally too and it helps to keep you aligned and you do you learn more about the company when you when you tap into more than one source of information. It really does help us to be much more effective at our jobs. And we can pick up on things that um, are exciting externally that people take for granted. I, yeah. I think I love that. There's always a surprise. There's always yeah. something. It could be a bit of information. It could be, you know, a personal story. And you're like, wait, that the media
0: would love this. And right? like, really? <laughs> exactly. And you're just like, Yeah. <laughs> And then of yeah. course you hope the person's willing to share and all that good stuff, but that follows, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's really exciting and energizing when that does happen. I know I'm in the discovery phase with the client now, and it's just been wonderful to hear their insights and things that, you know, even if I thought long and hard would never have come to my mind Yeah, just because I don't, I don't serve in their role. I don't, I don't know everything. So you know. It's one of
1: the joys of our job, right?
0: Yeah. I think that, when we're actually doing
1: the work, we're all in our happy place. Like it's yeah. just, we get to do the coolest things. Being a communicator is one of the best jobs on the planet.
0: It is. It is. You're, you're part teacher, you're part psychologist, <laughs> part therapist, part town Definitely. crier, part gra- part a uh, grammar nerd. <laughs> Definitely. All of the things. Rolled into one. <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, uh, we, Even though the the landscape is, you know, ever changing, we don't ever want you to feel uh, frustrated or demoralized. You know, if anything, it's and I think it's also part of the DNA of the role that we serve. It's like, okay, that's not going to get me down. How else can we do this?
1: Because the media landscape is going to continue to shift. And one of the underlying themes to all of this is money. They're, you know, Media shifted away from subscription models with the internet, and everything was free right. and accessible. And they switched to advertising models, and advertising dollars have kind of dried up. There's everyone's not advertising anymore. And then a lot of people took the initiative to create their own media companies. So you had more and more outlets that were out there competing for, you know, for attention, for eyeballs. And now people are trying to go back to subscription models. So you see things like yeah. where there's certain stories you can read for free, but then you have to subscribe to get everything, you know, that's a great source to also tap into for stories. But I just think that because the models are all over the place, like how many people are you really going to get to subscribe to just individual stories rather than an entire outlet that's filled with a variety of stories yeah i it could work for individual creators to have enough interest to sustain them which is i think is fabulous and i'm always here for writers taking charge of their income and and having ways to be directly paid by their audiences because i think that's an important Avenue but as a media business model on its own, it's probably yeah. not way to go. No,
0: yeah. I, I, I don't think so. You know, you probably think of something like a sub stack, which many writers are setting up, but yeah, as far as, yeah, you know, trying to get our client stories out, it's not, doesn't quite a lot, doesn't quite yeah. line up. So yeah, I wish there was an easy answer to it. And
1: yeah, there's not, there's no <sighs> searching for reporters that are a fit regardless of where they write you know yeah. searching for people that will best tell your client's story and tell a rich story yeah. trades are you know just the lifeblood i think for so many of us because yeah. they deliver they may not all be tier 1 outlets but um they really deliver on the promise they you know you can find your audience with trades and and you can get quality stories. You can get byline opportunities. They're still, they're still doing the work. Yeah. And it's harder to get into tier one unless you have hard news. And so when you're dealing with clients, most clients don't have hard news all the time. They just don't. And so you have to work with what you have to work with. And yeah, it's, you know, media relations is still very viable. It's not dead folks. It's still doable, but it is important to start to be creative and think outside of that box and expand a little bit. Even if it's expanding in the types of opportunities that you seek and the type of outlets that you pitch, if you've never added podcast in, you might want to add podcast into the rotation. And if you've never thought about your client putting their expertise into a book or oh, yeah. they don't have any own media channels of their own, you know, start to think about those things as well.
0: Yeah. Maybe no, that's
1: another one, you know, yeah. add different ways of thought leadership into the, into the mix.
0: Agree. Agree. And like with anything, manage those expectations. That's those, those are the most teachable moments, you know, because we all still have those clients that are saying, get me on the today show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we have to just, you know, Calmly say, Well, now what exactly are you expecting to accomplish?
1: (laughs) And I mean, sometimes success can also, you know, we have a client and we just did a campaign and we delivered way above and beyond what we did. And then we started freaking out like, Oh my God, we hope that they don't expect this every month because (laughs) it's not going to happen every single month. Like, right, where it's just explosive coverage. And you know, so it's funny how we do that. Like we we kill it, and then we're like, "Oh my god, we killed it!" Are they going to expect it every month because I will die if we have to do this every single month? Yeah. Level. Um,
0: <laughs> it's it's just not feasible, right? You know, I mean, and yeah, that's you don't want to fire hose an audience either. So. Yeah,
1: you're like, pitching. Don't pitch anything else. We're way more stories than we were supposed to be. No more pitching. No more pitching. <laughs>
0: I'm all pitched out, and you know honestly, that's where other items like a podcast or thought leadership articles—that's where it can, you know, fall nicely into that mix, so that Absolutely. you're not. You have to
1: mix in the, the longer term opportunities, although yeah. these days everything seems to be a longer term opportunities. Yeah, but right. You want to get you know the the shorter term, term things, but you want to focus on the long long game too, and. Things you know, like podcasts, you pitch them. You're not always going to get immediate responses. You will not always be able to book guests within the week or the month. Um, right. Some um, shows have seasons, and they may already be booked up for the season and be yeah. booking well into their next season, which could be later this year. Yeah. It could be 2024. We all know the long lead publications, and then just in general, you know. So it's good to to have a mix of opportunities that could hit at different times because our goal is Steady Eddie, Rolling Thunder. You know, we want to keep building, building, building.
0: I love these names. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's true. It's true. And uh, as I couch them, you know, these opportunities to talk about yourself, you know, as, as a, as a business, you want them to be valid and and to be in a variety of, of places, it's it's always going to serve you well. So, wow!
1: Yeah, and I mean, I love to hear from solo PR pros who are doing anything. Yeah in the metaverse because it's been declared dead by many (laughs) media outlets. But I have definitely seen some success stories from people who are are doing really Mm. creative things there. So I realized that even Mark Zuckerberg has now stopped talking about the metaverse. We're not hearing anything about it. I believe that they pulled jobs away from that sector. But if you're doing something there... And you're doing it for your clients, we'd love to hear about it because that's a topic that we've not addressed
0: here. That is true. Yeah, we would love to hear your stories. And honestly, we want to hear your experiences in general. How are you finding things? Please let us know at soloprpro.com because we would love to, you know, take all of your input and talk about this again. It's, you know, it's going to be an ever-changing topic that we can come back to from time to time. But um, if you found this time valuable, which we hope you did, we thank you for spending it with us. Please do share this episode around. And until next time, thanks for listening to That's a Low Life.